The Coca-Cola Company, Cure Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo are bringing consumers more choices with less sugar than ever before. In fact, nearly 60% of beverages sold contain zero sugar. Visit balanceus.org to learn more. This is the Rogie Report. News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. Space, not only for exploration, but an important part of military strategy. With technology dependent on satellites, space is becoming the next important battleground. In December of 2020, a UN resolution was released asking member nations to make clear their views on what others see as threatening and what they consider to be reasonable during peacetimes. The document is titled Reducing Space Threats Through Norms, Rules, and Principles. The document reads, recognizing the need for states to avoid and mitigate the potential impact on peace and security arising from accidents, miscommunication, and a lack of transparency, which could lead to miscalculations and escalations of tensions and contribute to the arms race. I guess it's smart to be prepared for possible future space conflicts. A Buddhist temple in space? Well, a mini one. The Daigoji Temple in Kyoto was founded in 874. Monks at the Daigoji Temple are working with Terra Space, a Kyoto-based satellite company. The satellite's interior will house Buddhist imagery, a mandala, and other religious items. And this is not only the first Buddhist temple in space, but also the first house of worship in space. The satellite is set to launch in 2023. 
Just when you thought the monoliths had stopped appearing, a brand new mysterious monolith has appeared in Turkey. And in Turkey, authorities are investigating another mysterious monolith found near the world, a World Heritage Site. The roughly 10-foot-tall structure was found over the weekend with the message, quote, look at the sky, see the moon, end quote. In old Turkish, that is. Monoliths have appeared across the world in recent months with the first sighting in Utah. And the mystery of this monolith has been solved. The monolith disappeared on February 9th, and it was discovered it was a publicity stunt for the Turkish space program. The Turkish president said, I now present to you Turkey's 10-year vision, strategy, and aim. I say, look to the sky, and you will see the moon. A Bigfoot was sighted last month on January 23rd near Garberville, California. The witness said the figure was laying on the side of the road. I estimate the height to be about seven feet. I was looking at the creature's back and noticed it had broad shoulders and a thick torso. Its hair was all chocolate brown and very coarse. The hair was not like the fur of a bear at all. Maybe it's Bigfoot season with all the Bigfoot sightings recently being reported. This has been the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. Broadcasting live from sunny, sunny Southern California, this is the Rogie Report, where we report on the topics that interest you. From UFOs to UAPs, current events, the paranormal, and everything in between. Everything that, ex- everything that affects this strange and weird reality that we live in. So let's get ready to explore the unrevealed. I'm your host, Jess Rogie, and this is the Rogie Report. You're listening... And you're listening live on the Fringe FM, KTLK, digital broadcasting. Welcome to the show, guys. I'm so excited tonight. We are on the fourth episode. Can you guys believe that? So tonight, we are going to be talking to a good friend of mine. I've had him on the Rogie Report previously, prior to bringing it to the Fringe FM. And... um I also, oh, before we get started, I also remember, want to say hello to everyone in the chat, in the Discord chat. We got Russ Bailey. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, James from Sausalito, Sausalito Media. Oh, let's see. And then we got Jessica Trent in Spreaker. Thank you guys so much for joining tonight. I've had a little bit of coffee. I'm not going to lie. So I got to slow myself down here a second. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
Tonight, is reality stranger than fiction? My next guest would probably say yes. My guest is T. Krulos. He's a freelance journalist and an author from Milwaukee. Some of his favorite subjects to explore include subcultures, weird news, and strange personalities. He writes about local art, entertainment, and lifestyle, food, and drink for publications like Milwaukee Magazine, Shepherd Express, Milwaukee Reward. Other publications he's contributed to is the Fortean Times, Fortean, right? Fortean Times, The Guardian, Boston Phoenix, The Scandinavian Traveler, Doctor Who Magazine, and Pop Mythology. He also writes a weekly column called T's Weird Week on tkrulos.com, and he recently launched a new podcast. Is it T's Weird Podcast? Yes. Almost done. I'm not done. (laughs) (laughs) T is also the author of Heroes in the Night, Inside the Real Life Superhero Movement, Apocalypse Any Day Now, Monster Hunters on the Trail of Ghosts with Ghost Hunters, Bigfoot, Ufologist, and other paranormal investigators, and most recently, American Madness. And we're going to be talking about tonight at least two of those books. So, I want to give a warm Rogie Report welcome to T. Krulos. Yay! Hi, Jess. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you again. <laughs> good to see you. How have you been? Uh, I've been good. You know, it's uh, it's ch- extra challenging here in Wisconsin because now we not only have the pandemic, but it's also very cold outside. So, uh, mostly just been sitting around on my couch trying to get some work done. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um no, like, I think last time we talked to you, my hands were messed up, I think, so, I don't know, is it a coincidence? But my hands are messed up again this time. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I do have people in the chat asking about it, and you can see that I'm wearing gloves because I I can't type, guys. This is This is the hardest, one of the most difficult things, so I, yeah, it just sucks. Yeah. 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 But anywho, moving on, and and thank you for the well wishes from Jessica Trent and uh, Russ Bailey for my hands, guys. Thanks. Uh, so let's get into it. Last time I talked to you, we talked about um, American Madness, and I do want to talk about that later. But first, I was intrigued by a title of another book that you had written, and uh, that's Monster Hunters. And um, you know, here on the Rogie Report and on the Fringe FM. We love the paranormal. So I wanted to talk to you like about your experiences writing the book, because what people may or may not know is T you like to, you get in like you, when you write a book, you put yourself in the situation, you put yourself into the book. Absolutely. Um, that's one of my favorite parts about writing. Uh, and I think it's really my strong point as a writer is, um, I really get in and get involved with the people I write about. So if I'm writing about real-life superheroes, um, I didn't dress up like one, but I, I joined them on their patrols as they walked around all night sometimes looking for crime. And if I'm writing about ghost investigators, then I'm going to spend the night in the haunted house with them. 
and it's really uh, it's really fun. Uh, that's the thing that I enjoy the most about all of my books is that I've been able to get out there and meet people and do what they do and try to learn about their life. Yeah, and then you like just you know it's just like you bring an interesting perspective to because you're just like a regular dude, you know, a regular guy going out and like experiencing these things. So which because you you interviewed and went out with what, what cryptozoologist, ufologist, paranormal invest I mean ghost hunters, I guess paranormal investigators. Did you go out with I didn't get that far, but did you hang out with demonologists too? Uh, kind of, not, not really. Um, oh, that's good. I, that I, sounds more. <laughs> <laughs> I experienced, uh, an exorcism, um, which was an interesting experience, but do you want to talk about that? This... <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, the, the guy, there's a guy named Reverend Bob Larson and he sort of travels around from hotel conference room the hotel conference room and he has a youtube channel where he performs these exorcisms on people now what is actually going on there i'm not entirely sure um i personally don't think that there are necessarily demons involved but um he does these very dramatic exorcisms and yeah if you can look them up on youtube they're pretty wild are, are they um, i i'm scared yeah. i mean i don't know if it's just like i have a i have a thing i'm like i'm yeah. kind of scared to watch those things you know it's it's a lot a lot of videos of people growling and speaking in tongues and then he whacks them on the head with a bible and and challenges the demons to fight him and and stuff like that uh, it certainly makes for exciting YouTube videos. I'll say that. Yeah, I've seen some on like <laughs> Ghost Adventures, but it's it's Ghost Adventures, you know. So you know, you don't. <laughs> You're right. Exactly. It's. Got... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm mim- I'm 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 shrugging <laughs> for people in the audience who don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm shrugging. I'm like, who knows? Because it's it, Ghost it, Adventures. It's very shruggable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So. So. Which group, or where did you actually start? Did you start with the cryptozoologist? How, like, which, which one did you, do- which which uh, field of uh, paranormal studies did you dive into first? Oh, it was so great. Um, it was, writing that book uh, was just such a great experience. Um, yeah, I guess, to back up, you know, um, I had finished my first book. And then my publisher, uh, who published my first book, Chicago Review Press, was like, all right, you, you know, you did a good job. Uh, what do you want to work on next? And I kind of thought back to when I was young and I loved all those shows like Unsolved Mysteries yes. and The X-Files. And, and even younger than that, I would I would check out books from the library uh, on, on Bigfoot and UFOs. And I, I just loved reading about it. Um, so I was like, you know, I see these people on TV, uh, who are looking for paranormal stuff and I don't know much about it. So I would kind of like to write a book where I, I meet some of these people and they can teach me about what they do and, and I can see what this lifestyle is all about. Um, so it's really funny looking back at it because I made this sort of bucket list of people that I wanted to meet. 
Um, I was like, I kind of know what cryptozoology is, and I want to meet like whoever the grand master of cryptozoology is. Um, and I think uh, that turned out to be Lauren Coleman. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Wendy's 2 for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items. Like... Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam. Crispy nugs. Crispy nugs. Strawberry lemonade. Dave's. Dave's. Nugs. Nugs. Sam. Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. Who runs the International Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, yes. Maine. He's also written dozens of books on all sorts of cryptozoology cases. So I contacted him, and uh, you know, eventually I ended up in Portland, and I got to check out his museum, and I did an interview with him, and it was just—it was so great. He's such a, a, a great person to talk to uh, because he, he's really fun and really knowledgeable, of course. Uh, and then another thing on my list was I want to meet a local ghost investigation team somewhere here in the Milwaukee area because I wanted to have a long experience with them where I could meet up with them over and over again and get to know the team really well and join them on uh, several investigations. So I met this uh, local team called the Paranormal Investigators of Milwaukee, um, they're very well organized. They're very active. Milwaukee has uh, a lot of old buildings here, so there's a lot of ghost stories um, locally here in Milwaukee. And uh, I ended up going on about 12 different investigations with them um, and got to, do, got to be in some really cool places like uh, the Central Library, which is a 100-year-old building here in downtown Milwaukee and uh, the Riverside theater, which is an old theater. Um, and then uh, also on my bucket list, I just wanted to go experience UFO studies of some sort. So I ended up going to um, the international UFO Congress in Arizona. Oh, I've always um, wanted to go to that. Sorry to interrupt. I'm like, yes, make- no. I want to go, but continue. <laughs> oh, it, it was great. Uh, I, I really, I'm really hoping to return uh, some year, you know, in the future. Hopefully, when the the pandemic's not canceling events like this. That's been, but um, it's been difficult, right? It's been difficult yeah. for people who love paranormal conferences. Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, it feels like uh, we'll never get back there, but hopefully, we will. I know. Um, you know, you know why I love the the uh, UFO Congress also is because it took place in February, and like I said, I'm from Wisconsin where it's freezing cold in February, so being able to go to Arizona oh. was uh, <laughs> very nice to just sit outside and enjoy the sun. 
perfect <laughs> time of year for this conference. How cold is yeah. it right now? Uh, it's about seven degrees here today. Oh, is that just one set? Just seven. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. I would. Yeah. Pr- yeah. You can't go outside. Like you just, you're stuck inside now. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Is there snow? Do you have snow? Oh yeah. Tons, tons of snow. Yeah. Wow. We got hit really bad maybe a couple of weeks ago, I think. Wow. I, I forget how much. We got like 18 inches of snow or something. Wow. That's a lot of snow. <laughs> Man, I'm from sunny yeah. Southern California, like I said in the yeah, intro. Right. So I did yeah. these, this type of weather yeah. does not compute. Like I've seen pictures, but I'm like, I don't, I don't understand how cold, cold is. Yeah, I, every winter I'm like, why, why am I doing this again? <laughs> You're like, why, why do I, why, why, why do I? It must be beautiful what? though. The rest, the rest of the year. Uh, I mean, I enjoy the seasons. Um, having a, it's, it's beautiful here in fall. You know, the weather is really nice. The trees changing colors is really nice. Summer has its ups and downs. Spring's okay. Winter's not okay. <laughs> Boo on the winters there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, sidetracked. Where were we? Yeah. We were um, talking. Oh, about... we're talking about the different fields. Yes. Uh, yeah. So this is a very much a learning experience for me because, uh, I mean, like I said, I had an interest in the stuff and read about it, but of course, uh, I wasn't as knowledgeable as a, a researcher or an investigator. So it was a really fun experience meeting people, going out on investigations, um, kind of learning about some classic case studies, uh, going to the UFO conference, and um, uh, yeah, learning just learning about all the stuff. And and I, it really developed into a love for me because then when the book was about to be released uh, in 2015, I was like. You know, instead of just doing a bookstore appearance for this this book, why don't I go all in and I'll set up like a miniature paranormal conference because we don't have we didn't have one in Milwaukee Ooh. at all. So I found like a hall to rent, and then uh, several of the people that I wrote about in the book and some other peoples from around the Midwest here showed up to give some presentations and. We hosted the first Milwaukee Paranormal Conference, and I had so much fun and met so many cool people that we, we've done that almost every year since. Um, this last year, of course, speaking of conferences, we did just like an online thing. A digital but, one, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's turned into a really fun thing. Um, it, not just, you know, we have a lot of people who talk on paranormal topics, uh, but we also like incorporate a lot of local artists and musicians and we have a fun after party and, uh, uh, just a really fun time. Are you guys hearing me? Do, are we hearing, uh, sorry, one second. I'm hearing in the discord yeah. chat that someone can't hear us on spree. Can you hear us? Are we broadcasting? Hello? <laughs> just making sure. Anybody? <laughs> yeah. Is this thing on? Hello. Oh wait, wait. Russ Bailey says it's still going for me. All right, all right, Russ. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It was oh. good. No, no, it was okay. It's so cool that you 
the book, which I have in my Kindle, which I love having the Kindle because I can instantly, you know, get any book. But um, what I love is that this book inspired you to do this conference and you've done it every year since. So I wanted to ask you, prior to writing this book, you did have an interest in the paranormal, but Mm -hmm. were you a skeptic or were you a believer? Um, I would say uh, a skeptic and, and this surprises people. Uh, because, you know, I, I wrote this book, I do, um, uh, the conference and I, I lead ghost tours here in Milwaukee now, uh, in what? the summer and the fall. Yeah. What? Yeah. We you have know, really I fun... used to, you know, I used to do ghost tours. Really? Where? Locally, locally here yeah. in, um, in Orange County. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, there's a cool little company called American Ghost Walks that started here in Milwaukee. And I do tours for them uh, here in in downtown. And they have some other sort of franchised and have some other tours in other cities around the Midwest and stuff. So um, it's fun. It's really fun. I do that from about roughly June until uh, Halloween. So. Oh, that's awesome. No, I actually did. I got to do them in my hometown, like in the town I grew up in. And we have this old downtown, historic downtown area. And it would just, you know, you just walk around this old circle plaza and tell ghost stories. It was a lot of fun. But uh, the pandemic hit and. uh, Yeah. 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 No, it's really fun. Um, I I lead people around. Uh, The only problem uh, that we have here in Milwaukee is that. People love to get completely drunk, and so when we're when we're out on the tours, we sometimes run into some obnoxious drunk people. But that's just kind of uh, the price you pay for living in Milwaukee. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, you were saying about being a skeptic. So I do all this stuff, and I still am pretty skeptical. I would say. I love hearing these stories. I love um, seeing presentations and looking at people's evidence. But I also have this very journalistic side where I'm you know, pretty skeptical about claims that people make uh, because people claim a lot of stuff that isn't true. Um, so, but, but then I am open-minded, I think. I, I certainly don't think that I have all the answers to the universe, so uh, I'm open to hearing what people think is going on. And But uh, I always think it's fun. I love hearing about uh, Bigfoot sightings and UFO case files and uh, ghost stories, of course, are just so uh, such a great part of who we are. So I love it all. So did you have any experience paranormal experiences um while you were i guess we can go through each one while you were uh on your paranormal uh, ghost hunts because you, you said you did 12 so i assume i know yeah. you caught some evps yes um yeah I, I i didn't capture any evps myself but the team uh paranormal investigators in milwaukee they certainly have gotten some pretty creepy ones um, from a, a couple of different locations. Um, 
I think the creepiest one they got was they were, I wasn't along for this one, but they were investigating a barn and they were about to pull a ladder uh, down from the ceil- part of the ceiling of this barn. And they got this voice right when they're about to pull us down that says, I don't want you to go up the ladder like that. Wow. <laughs> like that many words together? Yes. A lo- wow. It was a very long EVP. Wow. It was creepy. That is creepy. Uh, I, I haven't experienced uh, seeing uh, or encountering a ghost myself, but, um, you know, I've, I've certainly talked to a lot of people who have had that experience. Uh, and, I, I mean, like I said, I thought it was sort of a fun hobby. I, I enjoyed sitting in the dark and just uh, chilling out and trying to talk to ghosts. It was really fun. No, it's actually, I've always wanted to go on a paranormal investigation, and I actually haven't been on one. So oh, it's something well, I, I really want to do. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of teams out there, so I'm sure that you could find someone uh, relatively close to you that would uh, Let me want to have along. you tag along. Yeah, because yeah. I just want to tag along. Yeah, yeah These Jay- guys... I was going well, to say, yes. uh, this team here in Milwaukee, these guys are really serious about it, okay? I showed up for the first investigation, and they wheeled out, like, nine suitcases, and they opened them up, and they're full of, like, uh, thermal imaging cameras oh. and, like, all sorts of different... Some of the stuff I still don't know what it was for, but it was like all of this gear. They're a very gear-heavy uh, group that has like you know night vision stuff and all sorts of EMF detectors and and all sorts of equipment. That stuff's expensive too. Like yeah. I've looked at it online. Not like I was like, well, if I was going to start a paranormal invest doing investigations, what would uh, what would I need? And I'm like, no way. Those thermal imaging <laughs> right. cameras. They've got like those. Even just you were talking, you, you talk about the recorder, um, the recorder that yeah. the guy recommends. Yes, yeah. I forgot it's a it's a Zoom, right? And from what yeah. I understand, it's an expensive like digital recorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff uh, costs money, and um, uh, but I mean, this is like you know, it's their hobby. And uh, the other thing that I loved about the the team here is. They will take their vacation time together so oh. they can go on a road trip and investigate some famous haunted locations and, you know, go from one to the other. So they do, like, this really fun week-long trip where they're driving, 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 investigating all night, and then, you know, going to old insane asylums and hospitals and uh, other famous haunted locations across the country. Okay, so we are going to be right back. More with T. Krulos when we return.
This is Dave Cruz, host of Beyond the Strange, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality. Edit out those awkward pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, fix and balance noise levels and perfect volume, deliver consistent sound. Live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and live pleasure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork, video and audio production, gotta do video because everybody's doing video, branded video graphics. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your eyes? Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never really thought about tools until I bought a house in the suburbs. It's like this weird homeowner test if I need a tool for a project and don't have it. And my neighbor Ted loves to give me that look when I ask to borrow a pole saw. A year ago, I didn't even know pole saws existed. And now I gotta borrow one from Ted? What is happening? Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought I'd care about gardening until I bought a house in the suburbs. But now I find myself in conversations about liquid fertilizer, and I wonder, am I the fertilizer guy now? (laughs) No, no way. Everyone knows the ratio between phosphorus and nitrogen, right? Yeah, I'm still totally cool. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Is out there. The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. Enhance. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. The biggest thing is time. A lot of people that podcast don't have time. Time is like a really valuable currency next to cost. It's even more important than money. Why waste your time doing all this stuff? This is what we can do for you. Think about like the hours and the money you're going to have to put into doing all this by yourself. Doesn't make sense. It's going to take you months to launch. If we did it for you, we could do it tomorrow. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Hi folks. These uncertain times can cause uncertain gut slowdown. Worry and fear can wreak havoc on our digestion, making it hard to feel optimum. Bloating, less energy, and occasional constipation can slow you down in your daily activity. Try Life Change Tea to get the tea.com. Life Change Tea can help get things moving so you can get that boost of energy you need. Life Change Tea helps protect and defend your health from intruders. It's a weird time right now with all the uncertainty, so gear up and defend your health. Where do you go to purchase? Log on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. The specials are on the front page, and we have numerous supplements to help combat intruders. It's time to take charge of our health and to feel better in life. It's time to live. Again, getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Getthetea.com. It is so worth it. Get the T-T-E-A dot com. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Are you looking for real news? Are you tired of mainstream media telling you what to think? And the agenda control is exactly what people think, and this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Instead of listening to mainstream media, check out the Rogi Report news here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. News for the independent thinker. 
Have you suffered in silence or experienced stress from a paranormal experience? Even if it happened 20 years ago, when thinking or talking about it today still makes you feel sick to your stomach or makes your heart beat faster, or you suddenly can't breathe. Maybe you even feel those old, familiar signs of a panic attack trying to reach the surface. You could have unprocessed emotional responses. Those reactions of terror and trauma are no different than living through a horrible assault, childhood abuse, or a terrible car accident. It can be nearly impossible to find help. The very instance of seeing a ghost or encountering a cryptid could be clinically described as seeing or hearing things that aren't there. You could be considered psychotic, or at best, you're just not taken seriously. Out of a growing mountain of research, the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare showed that 8 out of 10 veterans who completed just 6 one-hour EFT sessions no longer tested positive for PTSD. If you've had paranormal trauma, you can contact Metaphorical Archaeology by calling 214-995-3754. Again, that's 214-995-3754 for a discreet consultation. This is Jess Rogie, host of the Rogie Report, and you're listening to the Fringe FM, KTLK, digital broadcasting. with T author T Krulos and we're talking about his paranormal in I guess his investigation into the paranormal investigators. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So before we before we went on the break, we got a great question from the Night Stalker, not not like the Richard Ramirez Night Stalker. <laughs> to be okay. clear, it's um the Night Stalker. He stalks at, he stalks groceries at night, so he's the Night Stalker. Just uh, to, just to be clear, okay. it's not as creepy as it sounds. When so I wanted to to make that sure uh, clear. <laughs> So he he asks, has he ever had anything, spirits or ex- anything like that, follow you home after any of the investigations? Did you have any weird experiences after? Um, no, I don't think so. We, we were warned very much about that. Uh, I met the local team here. Uh, they were traveling on their uh, paranormal vacation. Yes. And I was also traveling. And we met up together at a place in Kentucky called Bobby Mackey's Music World. <gasps> I've seen that which... place. Yeah, it, that place. Oh, so you did you you went there? You... Yes, yes. Tell we did me. A, a, an all night investigation there, and uh, we had been warned about things following you home from Bobby Mackey's. Um, and I didn't. I didn't have any bad experience. Uh, there. Some of the people on the team did, though, Ooh. for sure. Um, one of the team members was pushed against the wall, uh, which was very frightening for her. And she also, at one point, I was sitting next to her, and um, she said that she had gone kind of blind and lost feeling in her hands. And uh, was obviously very frightened by this. You know, she's kind of shaking with fear. So um, it's a creepy place, uh, and lots of stories about bad, bad stuff from there. So that was interesting. Um, the one thing I experienced is not something that followed me home, thankfully, but 
I was out with a guy uh, named Jim uh, doing a Bigfoot expedition, I guess oh, you would call it. I, ooh, are, ooh, so let's hear about this Bigfoot expedition. Right, so we're walking around. This is in the middle of, of Michigan uh, in a forest near a farm. And the owners of the farm had actually called Jim because they were having so much weird stuff go on on their property. So, um, you know, we're investigating. It's all very interesting. And the last night we're there, I'm about to go to sleep, and there's this blood-curdling howl that scared me very badly. Uh, we think, actually, it was a coyote. So that's not the weird part of the story. Oh. Uh, I run over to Jim's Jeep, and we're sitting there, and I'm looking out the window because I'm looking for Bigfoot. I'm like, what made that scream? There's got to be a Bigfoot walking around in the field here. So I'm looking at the field and then I'm like, wow, this really frightened me because I'm seeing this star shaking. Oh, and then I look at it. I'm like, Oh, that's, it's not a star. It's like this weird orb. And it was kind of zipping around and hovering and then zipping around to another location. And occasionally light was coming out of the bottom and me and Jim looked at this thing through binoculars for a while. We tried to shoot some video, but the video doesn't look good because it's very hard to focus on. And I don't know what it was. Uh, I'm not saying necessarily that this was the E.T. mothership or something, but uh, I had never seen anything move like that, and it was very mysterious. And then that... it just kind of disappeared. Was it any color? Did you notice any color to the light? It, it was white, and when we looked at it through binoculars, there was some red and green light on it, too. Interesting. Um, and like I said, people tried to tell me, oh, someone flying their drone around at 3 in the morning or something like that. And I was like, no, it didn't move like a, a drone. It wasn't an airplane. You know, it, it, I was very, I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah, I think a lot of people, when you see something like that, because your eye has been looking, like, you've seen airplanes. Your eye knows what an airplane looks like. Your eye knows what a drone looks like at this point and, you know, the movements of a drone. So when you see something that's an anomaly, something different, it stands out. Yeah, it was moving very quickly, very quickly. Um, So quicker than any sort of aircraft or drone could. So it's so funny. You were on a Bigfoot hunt yeah, and you see a Bigfoot UFO. Right, right. Yeah. So did you go on any UFO investigations? Because I haven't actually been able to get that far in the book yet. Uh, no, the only chapter I wrote about UFOs was the one where I talked about going to uh, the UFO Congress in yes. Arizona. Uh, it's always a topic I've wanted to explore more and, and hopefully I... I will in another book, maybe someday, um, because there's there's a lot more to talk about for sure, uh, and a lot of interesting people I've met since the book was finished. You know, yeah. So, so do you? Uh, so do you feel now? Um, what do you feel? Do you still? have a love for the paranormal now? Like what do you, do you research the most? Oh yeah. Uh, like I say, I still do the Milwaukee paranormal yes. conference every year. 
Uh, I'm always meeting new people for that. Um, so I, I keep tabs on it. I haven't been on an active investigation for a while, mm. uh, just cause I've been, I've been busy with other stuff. Um, but you know, something I'm interested in writing about in the future, and I think we'll see something is the Mothman, who is yes. one of my favorite stories. Um, while I was writing Monster Hunters, I went down to Point Pleasant for <gasps> the Mothman Festival that happens every year. Uh, and I got cool. to saw the Mothman Museum, which was very cool, and oh, have so my cool. picture taken by the Mothman statue. The famous Mothman uh, statue. <laughs> right, right. So that was really fun uh, to see the festival. I would love to go back to that. Uh, and I've been very interested in, there's been this weird wave of Mothman sightings in uh, Chicago, so if people aren't familiar, I'm in Milwaukee, and that's about an hour and a half north of Chicago. Um, so it grabbed my attention right away because it was so close. Yes. And I know quite a few of the investigators who have been involved in recording some of these cases and looking into it. Um, so I've been uh, paying attention to that story and hoping that I'll have an opportunity to write a long article, possibly a book, about that sometime in the future near future yes the oh man that's gonna be cool i think mothman's really cool i mean it's just interesting it's it's why it, is it's so localized the sightings and it's so uh it's so fun because mothman's really become like a a cultural um entity too uh like on instagram i follow the hashtag mothman and there's just so much cool art and like costumes and people making little crafty Mothman uh, dolls and stuff like that. So it's really kind of captured people's imagination. Yeah, I have. I actually have an. My brother bought me an adorable, like handmade, like uh, stuffed animal Mothman. I don't have it in this room. Yeah. I should bring it in here. But it's it's just <laughs> kind of cool. It's like a little Mothman thing. It's adorable. Yeah. So I wanted to shift gears because we are getting, yeah, you know, we are getting yeah, close here. So, yeah, it goes fast, doesn't it? So yeah. let's hop into talking about your book, American Madness. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this, I mean, so again, in, instead of going to talk to monster hunters, this is a little bit different. So let's talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I'm working on my first book, Heroes in the Night, uh, which is about the subculture of people called real-life superheroes uh, that adopt their own superhero persona. And I had a blog that I was doing that kind of tied in. It was like the precursor to the book. I get a message from a guy named Richard McCaslin, and he says, I saw your blog. I think you'd be interested in interviewing me. Because uh, back in 2002, I had my own superhero persona, the Phantom Patriot. And I dressed up in this costume and I raided a place called the Bohemian Grove in Northern California. Uh, and I set it on fire, actually. And I was like, what is this guy talking about? Uh, conspiracy was a, a little bit like... Uh, paranormal for me. I was familiar with a lot of the classic stories like the JFK assassination yes. and um, 
you know, UFO type stuff and um, some of the, some of that. But I had not heard of the Bohemian Grove. Um, so I looked that up on Wikipedia and found a pretty fascinating story in itself. And I got back to Richard and I was like, yeah, I'm interested to find out like what this is about and why you went there and, and your whole life story. So that really began this like long process of interviewing him. Um, and he kind of became my guide into conspiracy land. He would tell me about something and I would look it up and research it. And then I would talk to him a little bit about it. And it became this very interesting story that had a lot of twists and turns. Uh, and eventually, you know, it took me a long time to research and write this book. It came out last year and it feels like it's just very timely because it's kind of the, the roadmap to how we got to a lot of this conspiracy craziness that we see today. So in the chat, the night stop. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Walker says, tell him the chat wants to read that book right now. He's all in. Good. No, this is a good, great good. book. No, and we've got to we got to keep moving here. We got to keep moving. I'll, I'm going to put the link in the chat for you guys uh, to the Amazon. Um, you guys can download it to your Kindle or whatever. But it's a great book. Um, Thank you. I just it just it just it's it's a good. And not only that, I mean, real quick, I'm just going to say, you know, T also weaves in like early. I guess what early 2000s like uh, conspiracy theory. And like how it's kind of how the early days of the I don't know better internet internet two point um, how it kind of how this all occurred so it's super interesting but let's get back into the story of Richard yes um, so you know uh, I, I got back to him and I slowly found out his life story which is just really interesting. You know, he went to stuntman school. Um, he's been, he was rather obsessed with comic books since he was a little boy. That was kind of his escape world that he would go to. And so he uh, fantasized a lot about being a superhero. Um, and, you know, after high school, he joined the Marines because he viewed it as sort of being like a, a superhero training. You get to learn combat skills and stuff like that. And he kind of uh, drifted along after he got out of the Marines and tried to pursue a, a showbiz career, which he wasn't successful with. And then he hits this really rough patch uh, where his parents die and he was an only child and he was really struggling to find direction in his life. And I think, unfortunately, that made him vulnerable to um, conspiracy ideas. So he saw this documentary about the Bohemian Grove and it made some 
kind of uh, outlandish claims that there was child sacrifices going on in there. And he was kind of like, this is it. This is my mission. I'm going to suit up as a superhero and get a bunch of weapons, and I'm going to free these child slaves in the Bohemian Grove. Um, So he attempted to raid the place. He drove up there. Uh, He snuck in wearing his costume. Uh, He had a ninja sword and a semi-automatic rifle and, you know, a, a pistol. And he ends up having a a standoff with the police. He almost dies, but they arrest him, and um, uh, he spent six and a half years in jail. Uh, And so I, you know, uh, first talked to him while he was still on parole. Uh, This was in 2010. And then I ended up meeting him um, three different times in person. Uh, One was he did this sort of peaceful protest tour after his parole was done. And he stopped by Milwaukee, so I met him here in my hometown. Uh, He did a protest to sort of celebrate, I guess, the 10-year anniversary of this raid he had done on the Bohemian Grove at the Bohemian Club, which owns the Grove, uh, in downtown San Francisco. So I was there in San Francisco with him. And then the last time I met him was he eventually bought a house in a kind of weird little desert town called Pahrump. Oh, uh, Nevada. People know that name. Yeah, uh, they should. I mean, that is the home of Art Bell. Yes. Uh, and um, it also just kind of attracts some other, um, you know, kind of eccentric loners that want to be out there in the desert. So it was kind of a, a good place for him to settle. But unfortunately, I think like his conspiracy beliefs. Uh, had been dragging him down for uh, a long time. And, um, you know, I I guess I'll, I'll leave it up to readers. Uh, they can read what happens to Richard in the last chapter of the book, but it's uh, it's not a happy ending for him. It's it's not a happy ending. And I told T, like, it really, like, it's, it's, it's sad, too, because, like, it's just, it's just sad. It's a sad story. It's not a happy story. There's not a happy no, ending. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, I, I think there's some funny, some fun parts of the book just because it's me trying to figure out some very strange stuff sometimes. But uh, but it is a tragedy. Uh, ultimately, is um, I have to say it's uh, it's sad. I, I wish he could have found something that would have engaged him better than some of these. Uh, terrible conspiracies that have grown on the internet yeah they've just like festered and grown and changed and you know it's just it's like i thought about this earlier i was like it's like before like on the internet it was um contained to like message boards and forums and then social media happened and then it started leaking out then all of a sudden everybody saw it and it was like like you didn't have to seek it out anymore (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it's so easy. I mean, the internet's great because there's so much um, useful information and, and fun stuff. But, I mean, it's so easy to, to spread misinformation yes. and stuff that looks like it, it, it's real news, but it's it's actually not news at all. Yeah. It's just something that someone made up. So um, it, it leads to a lot of confusion. And a lot of people, they don't really even want to know 
if it's real or fake, that this kind of confirms what they already think about the world. In the chat, um, Night Stalker had found a picture of uh, the Phantom Patriot's costume, Richard's costume. And then we do have a comment from Sausalito Media. He said that's as close to a real-world superhero costume as anyone can get, I think. He said it looks awesome. So I know we have the tragic story of Richard, but maybe perhaps we can talk about, like, this, his real-life superhero-ness as well, because there's, there's, there's a story there, too. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's one thing uh, that I really liked about Richard was he was very creative. Um, He uh, got this love of making costumes from his mother. His mom would make him costumes for an annual parade in Zanesville, Ohio, which is where he was was raised. So uh, she made him a Batman costume when he was young. And, um, And then... In the 90s, he was really kind of ahead of the curve because now cosplaying is very popular. You go to San Diego Comic-Con, you're going to see hundreds of thousands of people in costumes and stuff. But Richard was making these homemade costumes of like Spider-Man and uh, Wolverine and uh, a bunch of other superheroes. And then he would take a picture of himself in these costumes and he would send them into Wizard Magazine or to the letters pages of a comic book and they would uh, print this photo of him in his costume. Um, He also created his own superhero personas. So he made some costumes of his own invention uh, and, you know, continued to make uh, different costumes. He also drew his own comics Um, He drew an autobiographical comic about his raid into the Bohemian Grove uh, from prison, actually. Just using, like, uh, colored pencils and stuff like that. Um, And then he published this comic um, once he got out of prison. And he continued to draw and make costumes. Uh, He also... Um, when he was in Pahrump, made these short, like, kind of action hero uh, movies. And he hired a local production company to film it, but he made all the costumes and props and and sets for these um, short videos. So he had this real creative power that, um, you know, was great. He had a great imagination uh, the only problem is I think that sometimes that imagination worked against him because he would see these elaborate uh, webs of of things that were against him and he would see the symbolism and things that, you know, really wasn't there or probably wasn't there. So it was kind of a double-edged sword for him being that creative and imaginative. Yes, I mean, it's it's so interesting. And I wanted to mention, so the listeners know, that he actually has a YouTube channel that you can go out yeah. there and you can check out. And, yeah, you can um, see me. You can see me in one of the videos. Yes. So T actually, he became part <laughs> of the uh, movie. And T, I think you're in an action scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. There's a one of my favorite parts of the of the whole thing. The whole experience is yes. he created this bad guy named Illuminus, and Illuminus has a giant eyeball for a head because he's supposed to be like an Illuminati symbol, right? Yes. And uh, so, 
So we're battling against the Luminous, and I, I pull out a slingshot, and then I fire a shot right into a Luminous's crotch. Oh, shoot. And, <laughs> and he bends over in pain, and I go, like, take that, true believer, or something like that. <laughs> and uh, help defeat the villain. So it's very, very exciting. Okay. Oh my gosh, T, we are running out of time. We're going to have to have you back because also what the chat's been talking about is they're interested too in your real life superhero adventures. So we'll have to have you back and talk about that too. And so if you want, T, T, thank you so much for joining me. Um, You know, I'm so excited to have you on. It's so fun to share you and your stories with the uh, Fringe FM audience. Where can people find you? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I have a website, and it has more information on all of my books. I also write a weekly column on it called T's Weird Week. Uh, and I just started a podcast of the same name that sort of ties into the column. And you can find all that at tkrulos.com. I'm going to drop that in the chat and Discord here. Yeah, and it, thank you. Oh, no, we got another minute here. I was going to say, so in the chat, uh, uh, they are posting... Um, images from uh, Richard's comic and uh, I yeah. think it, they, I think they're enjoying it I and you know what we'll have to finish up the chat on Richard um, next time and the Phantom Patriot and then we'll go into um, talking about the real superhero. life superheroes yeah. yeah yeah it's very very interesting stuff thank you everybody so much for joining us tonight and uh, we will catch you next time We're, and you know what's going to What's going to take us out is... Oh, no, I don't have it set up. I don't have it set up, guys. Oh, no, maybe I can do it. I got a minute. I do have the... um, What I'm trying to do here real quick is I have the uh, Phantom Patriot song, which we didn't get to talk about, but... Oh, yeah. Another interesting angle of that, uh, Les Claypool wrote a song about Richard uh, based on a news report that he saw on him. Yeah, so So, next... I was, the Phantom we gotta, Patriot. Yeah, we got to play it. Here it is, The Phantom Patriot. Next time we're going to talk about what Richard thought about this song. Yes. Yes.
maze. He's well provisioned for the days and nights. He must remain alert. And though it's not intended, our hero soon is apprehended. With that patriot in Sharpie, written boldly, cross his shirt. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.